How do you build an agency that allows you to live the dream that you have for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your team, while at the same time helping your clients knock it out of the park and doing it all profitably? These are the big questions that we tackle here on the Agency Journey Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Dembski. Now let's get to it. All right, welcome into another episode of Agency Journey. This week, I'm really excited to have Duncan Craig from Raqqa on the podcast. Duncan, welcome, man. I appreciate you taking the time to be here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So you and I were just talking. I, I as I even as I asked the question, I knew I should have saved this for the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I was curious about the name itself of the of the agency. So maybe what we could do is just kind of blend together. If you could kind of give us a quick breakdown of um, your story in terms of how the heck did you get into the agency space? Um, mm-hmm. and with this, and then also kind of where the name comes from, maybe we could combine those two stories as a, as an initial intro. Sure. Yeah, no problem. So, um, yeah, the name, uh, well, both, both my start in the industry, um, and the name sort of, uh, are, are one in the same story. I started at a company, um, back in 1999 called Wonderkin Studios and that was owned, um, and uh, the by and the creative director for that agency was a guy named Stephen Rockasater, um, and uh, he was just an amazing uh, creative uh, and designer, and um, just all around funny and and great person. And um, uh, he really uh, took me and my business partners as well under his wing and sort of taught us uh, everything that we know. And um, ended up passing away in 2001 while we worked for him. Um, and, uh, you know, and Rocka was the nickname that we had for him. Uh, you know, his last name is Rocka Sater. So, um, that was, that was a devastating, uh, time for, uh, both obviously for, for the company, but, but especially for us, um, as, as individuals. And so, uh, his wife, Lisa came to us, uh, to the company and said, Stephen left behind two legacies. One was his children, which she was responsible for. And one was his company, which we were responsible for. So even though, uh, that business ended up being sold off, um, you know, shortly after that, we, um, we sort of took her words to heart and decided when we came back together to start this company, um, we really couldn't think of anything, uh, anything else to name it besides, uh, carrying on Steven's legacy and and calling it Raqqa. I I mean, it's a, it's a tragic story, but it's, I think it's, like awesome that you guys that he had that impact on you and that um that's one of the better i think reasons behind a name there's a lot of meaning in that name i guess is the the short way of saying it so that's pretty yeah how many tell me about the so starting the business how many business partners sure so um when we started um it was three of us um and uh, so I have Dan Marino, who's our creative director, and Zhang Garside, who's our uh, director of technology. Um, I, I was a designer as well, um, but we always joke that I just was the most charismatic out of the three of us. So I ended up being the project manager slash sales guy, um, <laughs> e- even though I was still doing design and stuff like that. But um, but you know, when we started, it was the three of us, and we produced all the work, we answered the phones, we did all of that um, back in 2004, and um, and that was our sales pitch. You know, if if you like us, then you're right. going to love working with us because we're the ones doing it all. <laughs> right. Um, but obviously, that's not very sustainable, right? So, um, but you know, one thing we didn't want to lose that sort of. Um, that feeling that you can work with anybody in the agency. We didn't want to lose that uh, mm-hmm. as we 
as we grew. And so we still have that today where um, at any point um, you're going to probably have a senior partner working on on your account in one way or another. You can always pick up the phone and talk to us. And we're not, you know, somewhere off on the golf course. We are working uh, in the office, working on projects and things like that. And so um, we find that it's a uh, it's a really uh, it's a nice experience for our clients to always always know that they can work with anybody in this agency um, and that uh, and that everybody's really going to uh, have a have a great handle on what you're trying to accomplish. Right. So it, and that's obviously challenging. And uh, I mean, that's the reason it's a differentiator is because that's as a as an agency grows um, for a lot of agencies, especially agency owners. That's kind of the opposite of the goal. It's like, I would, hey, I would rather get out of the client work, um, sure. which is. Well, an, an, anytime that there's something like that where everyone's mindset seems to be one thing, that's like an automatic differentiator. Um, yeah. If you just kind of swim in the opposite direction. But talk to me about the team kind of size and setup right now. So you're in New Hampshire. Is the team in New Hampshire um, or are you guys yeah. remote? How does How's that structured? Yeah, so we're, we're headquartered out of New Hampshire. Um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Have you ever been to New Hampshire? Portsmouth is the best part of New Hampshire as far as I'm concerned. It's, uh, it's in the... Uh, the far south um, part of New Hampshire, and um, we're on the border with Maine and Massachusetts. And we have that New Hampshire has like a 13 mile coastline, which is a part of our city here. So it's like it's like the coolest part. Um, and uh, but we also have a small office in Boston that we use for sales and for meetings and things like that because we do have a lot of Boston clients. Okay. Um, but our our team is all based out of our Portsmouth office. Um, we do try to keep everybody here, um, and have everybody working together because we're a super collaborative group. Um, like I said earlier, you know, I mean, it, it, at any point, anybody in the company could be working on, on a specific challenge, um, for a client. So it really helps us to have everybody here as much as possible. But we also, um, you know, we try to keep our culture as great, great as possible and as flexible as possible. And, um, we want people to be able to work from home if they need to, or, um, work remotely if they need to. Um, and also just, um, we try to keep really specific, uh, really tight office hours um, so that people can go home to their families at night and, uh, you know, come come back in the morning re recharged, which I think is a another uh, another thing that, uh, you know, is different, at least for me from from when I've worked at other agencies. Right. No, for sure. Um, as far as the way that the team is structured for client work. Um, so a lot of agencies are going towards like the hive or pod or basically breaking into specific teams with a diverse set of skill sets um, kind of mm -hmm. in each team. Um, is that how you have set up work on client projects or is it, is it more different? Is it more open um, for Raka? Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit more open. Um, we have tried different team approaches and things over the years. Um, you know, one of the benefits of have you know, being, this is, you know, going to be our 14th year, um, as Raka and, um, and my business partners and I have, you know, worked together before that, as I mentioned. So, so we've been doing this for a while and, um, we have the benefit of benefit of having tried a lot of different approaches and finding what really works for us. Um, so we don't, we don't have any specific verticals we focus on. We don't have any, um, specific teams that only work together within Raka. What we mm -hmm. try to do is find, um, figure out, um, during the sales process, if a client is a good fit for us, if we're really going to be able to help them reach their goals 
And once we sort of determine that, then we say, okay, well, who do we have on our team that's really going to be a great fit for this? Maybe it's based on um, prior experience within that industry, but it may just be that, you know, um, this this particular client has these specific goals and, um, you know, these five people are really going to be the best fit for them from maybe a user experience design standpoint and a content strategy standpoint, um, you know, or, uh, or, you know, this particular programming uh, platform, you know, things like that. Right. So... Um, I wonder if part of this approach is tied into um, that's what I'm I'm going to lead into the question here uh, mm -hmm. from the website. One of the things that stuck out to me was um, that there is kind of some uh, terminology or um, a, a little bit of focus around the enterprise or the fact that you do serve um, the enterprise client. And I know that sure. you guys also are in the SMB space, which is where a lot of I say the vast majority of agencies are uh, pre predominantly in the SMB space. Um, is that the way that the team is structured? Is that partly a function of the type of clients? I think working with more of an enterprise client tends to lead to more of a um, kind of customized approach on a on a client by client basis, and less of a here's what you get, here's here's the slate of deliverables, and, and push us out. Is that a function of that, or is it are they two totally separate um, issues for you guys? And then I, I'd be curious to know too. Not to tag too much all into one question, I feel like I'm I'm loading loading your plate up here, <laughs> but uh, but I'm also curious to know kind of the breakdown between enterprise and SMB and whether there is whether there is much of a divide in your mind at all in terms of servicing or whether it's hey we do the same services it's just slightly different. There's there's a couple of things we need to tweak. Sure, yeah. Um, so we try to take a customized approach for everybody. Um. And while there are obvious differences between you know the SMB clients and the uh, enterprise clients and even nonprofit clients that we work with and things like that, um, uh, we try to really take the same approach for all of them. Um, often when we're working with an enterprise group, um, we're still working with a team within that enterprise. You know, we're not sort of working with a thousand person team trying to you know trying right. to steer some giant ship for them. Um, often they're bringing us in because they say we need to solve these specific challenges and we know that we can do it using um, online marketing, inbound marketing, um, you know, website uh, design development or UX, uh, UX on our product, whatever it is. Um, so while it's a um, there are different things we need to do um, when we're dealing with an enterprise client versus dealing with an SMB versus dealing with a nonprofit. The approach we take is often just about the same because we're, we're really going through our specific process where we're saying, let's figure out what your goals are, what the strategy is going to be, how it applies to your unique organization, um, and uh, including things like, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what size are you, what, how, um, you know, a, a small business can obviously be a little bit more daring than a giant, you know, maybe Liberty Mutual, uh, you know, um, and so there are, there are a lot of things we need to determine but we're sort of asking the same questions as we're going and coming up with the customized approach that really works for that company, no matter who they are. That makes sense. And then if we look at kind of the servicing buckets that you guys do, and you just mentioned a bunch of those, but um, is there like, is one piece of the business much larger than, than other pieces of the business or is it kind of what's, what's the layout in terms of services that you're providing to your clients? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, inbound marketing is is the largest bucket, um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't others. Um, there have been times in our history when Flash was our biggest, um, yeah, bucket that wow. we uh, that we had. Um, yep. You know, it was probably fifty percent of our workload back in I don't know two thousand six or something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, so um, and uh, but yeah, no. Def- uh, in twenty twelve, we started building an inbound marketing team. Um, got hooked up with HubSpot and have been um, really, um, that's our fastest growing team. We're adding a lot of content strategists um, and even, you know, uh, whoever you are working here, if you're a designer or a project manager or a programmer, um, you know, we want to make sure that you are fully uh, up on inbound methodology and, uh, and everything like that. So, because that really is definitely the biggest part of our business and the fastest growing part of our business. But we have other areas that are still, um, uh, large, large portions of it, um, like UX design is a, is a big piece of it. And of course that applies also to what we're doing for, you know, an inbound client that, um, that maybe needs to, to do, uh, an online, uh, property that, that needs some, uh, some specific types of user experience design. Um, but a lot of times like, uh, like a, we have a client called plain sense, which is a really cool, um, a uh, private jet chartering company, and um, they came to us and said, "Okay, we need to um, acquire new owners to come in, so we need to use inbound marketing for that, as well as online advertising. Um, but and we need to do a new website. But we also have this uh, owner portal where people are going to be logging in and um, being able to book their flights and." customizing their flights from everything from, you know, my wife is gluten-free, so make sure there's gluten-free snacks on board and, you know, things like that. Um, And so designing um, the user experience for that portal uh, is also a, a something we're working on for them. And, and that's a good example too, of the type of thing that we do for clients. Um, and that's a smaller business, but then, you know, we've also done that for, uh, Liberty Mutual came to us and wanted us to completely redesign the user experience of their agent portal, which is used by all of the agents at Liberty Mutual. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those are, uh, those are some really cool projects. Is there anything in working with, this is a question that, um, I don't get on a, on a daily or weekly basis, but um, relatively frequently talking with agency owners, this this does come up, which is around like I want to move up market um, in terms of the client base. And I mean, I think there's a natural progression that happens where most folks start working with you know, the very small family businesses and move up. Uh, but for folks who are trying to kind of jump to more of an enterprise level, is there anything? that you guys have, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you've learned, but anything stick out, um, that either clicked for you? I don't know whether it was, uh, connections and network or whether it was referrals or what, how you guys got moved into that space. Um, but to work with some, even those clients that you just mentioned, um, anything that either needs to be different or anything that leads to those type of opportunities for you guys? Sure. Yeah. There's three things I'd say about that. One is that, um, Working with larger agencies, um, which is something that we still occasionally do, but um, was was a big part of back in the flash days, was a big part of our uh, business model of partnering with large agencies who obviously have large um, enterprise brands. Um, they would outsource so like some a, work to us. Okay, yeah. like a subcontractor model. We're there. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. yep. It makes um, a lot of sense. We, we had some great relationships and those clients, um, those, those agencies were fine with our talking about our, our, you know, position on that. Um, that's, you know, and a lot of times that comes with working with a more traditional ad agency where it's very accepted that, you know, they're going to, they're going to be outsourcing and subcontracting the execution of campaigns. 
Um, so that can help because you can get some logos under your belt that um, that make other large brands feel better when you're going to pitch them. You say, well, we did this for this large brand that's similar to you, you know, and it just it gives them a comfort level that, OK, well, you know, they, they understand that then. Um, and then I would say um, look for smaller groups within smaller divisions within larger brands. Um, that can be a way to get a foothold with a, an enterprise where you're sort of saying, OK, well, you know, we may not be able to work on. Uh, so Bose is one of our clients. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when we first started working with them, we were working with a pretty small division within Bose, um, which was fun because um, they were a little bit less. Um, they were a little more under the radar. And so we could do do some more interesting inbound marketing things than perhaps, you know, the the large, you know, headphones business would have let us do. Um, but, you know, you prove yourself with a smaller division and then word starts to get around with the uh, with the bigger teams uh, within that brand. Um, and, uh, you know, I said I had three things and I'm not sure what the third thing <laughs> two. was, but uh, <laughs> two. That's that's uh, that's awesome. So I do think that's a really good point is. Um, I think a common approach or common, like the initial solution that comes to mind for a lot of people seems to be um, networking in, in terms of people at the business itself um, to get into, which I guess is kind of tied into point number two, but I feel like more of like an account-based marketing approach or like this marketing approach, rather than saying there's already people who have their business and ways that you could help them. I think that that first point is one that we've seen on uh on multiple occasions be one of the best ways in and that yeah. that makes a lot of sense to go through you know, who's already hired they've already gotten over that barrier if you can participate there you do get some of that initial traction uh under your belt and some of the proof that that you've done the stuff that you need to make enterprise clients feel comfortable so yeah and that's i guess that's, that's not just enterprise clients that's any type of client they want to know that other people like them have worked with you and have had success from that and that's that's kind of a, a box that needs to get checked for emotional security when when making a purchase. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Duncan, if we look at 2018 and kind of the direction for the agency, direction that you see the market going, is there anything that sticks out? Is it going to be a continued push into inbound marketing? Is it um, other services? Anything agency-wise that you're um, that you're kind of pushing for or excited about or looking forward to in the space? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think that um, we, as I mentioned, you know, we've been doing inbound marketing. Uh, I mean, we've been doing it prob probably more loosely. We've been doing, you know, um, like the techniques, the activities um, since before 2012. But in 2012, we sort of made an active decision to say we are doing this. We're doing it this way. This is, you know, and this is something that um, we're going to grow our business based on. And um it has, I would say it has taken since then to really solidify our process to a point where we say we have figured this out um, to a point where we really, really understand what we need to do here to make this work. Now, that's not to say that our early efforts were not, you know, big successes and, and it was always working and things like that. But I feel like we we're always tweaking our process. And you know, we will always be tweaking our process and, and right. figuring out the best ways to do things. But I would say over in 2017, we said, wow, this this process that we have put together is really working for us and it's working for our clients and it's leading to really great relationships with our clients. This is what we need to do um, and really document it and and, uh, you know, expand based on this. And that's what I really see us doing in 2018 is saying, all right, we've got it. We've got it down. Let's now grow based upon what we're doing here. Right. 
that makes a lot of sense. Figure out what's uh, once you have the system that's working really well, then what's I think the next step is always figure out how to scale that. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good takeaway for uh, agencies listening to is one of the I mean this is a common problem I think especially in agencies because typically the founders or the founder is a creative which sometimes tends to be a you know more of a distracted or shiny object syndrome type of personality <laughs> yeah there's just so many examples where it's just constantly looking to add a new service and bounce around and you know i've got one client over here who said they could use that why don't we go do that we it's not that hard we could figure out how to do that instead of saying like here's something that we're figuring out and doing over a long period of time you guys have been doing this for five years now longer than that but really with a push for five years now um why not just double down there and and be really good at that so that's a that's a great point yeah uh, and i think that that that's something that um we have really did uh from talking to other successful businesses not just agencies um yeah. you know you really you find out that the ones that are the most successful are the ones that say yeah we figured out how to do this thing and do it super well and that's what led to our explosion of success rather than just sort of, you know, um, going along being being pretty successful. Like, you know, when you figure out what the best way to do something is and you can do it better than anyone else and then you can you can really sort of push on that process. I think that that's that's where you can sort of find another level of success. That's definitely true. One of the things I find this just personally kind of funny or ironic, anytime that um, a, a huge company that we're all familiar with apple or google or somebody else moves into another space like there's this huge outcry from everybody of well are they becoming too distracted maybe they're not just focusing on their core product it's like this is a huge company that if anybody's in a position to be able to expand and sometimes they do make huge mistakes and they shouldn't have done it but if anyone's in a position to expand it's probably them but then the same people who criticize like the massive brands we kind of don't internalize it and use the mirror to see <laughs> we're doing the same exact thing and we're definitely not equipped to to be moving right. all these other areas yeah this we can't kind of spin up a hundred people to work on this you know, right right week, yeah so. they can actually dedicate resources to to yeah. focus on this we definitely can't do that so that's yeah. awesome well duncan this has been uh really fun there's a lot of questions that i could ask and um it'd be it'd be fun to do another episode here at some point but i really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share uh, here on the podcast for folks who obviously will link up the website, uh, rockacreative.com in the show notes. Is there anywhere else that you'd point people to follow, um, you or the, or the agency? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of our social is great. Um, we're sharing a lot of great information on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, uh, so I would definitely follow us there. Um, and, uh, and, but also check out our blog, you know, obviously on our, on our website, we are launching a new website in Q1. Um, and, uh, there's going to be a lot more, uh, more interesting information there that I think will be useful not only to our, uh, clients and potential clients, but also to other agencies. That is awesome. Well, Duncan, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on and being willing to share. No problem. Thank you. Want more great episodes like this one? Hey, I'm Gray McKenzie, a host here on Agency Journey. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when I find a new podcast. There are so many great episodes and great guests, it's hard to know which ones to listen to first. That's why we put together a list of the top 10 most downloaded episodes of Agency Journey. And you can get a copy of that list, plus all of our notes and takeaways, just by texting the word DO INBOUND to 44222. Again, that's DO INBOUND, all one word 
to 44222. Standard text rates apply. You don't want to miss these great episodes. Text do inbound to 44222 now.